to the RPC Sermons Podcast. You can join us for virtual worship every Sunday at roswellpress.org. Thanks for listening. This morning, we are continuing our sermon series that we've been, I think we just started last week, actually, a family meeting. It's time to gather together as a church family and talk about the work of the church, the work that we need to do as a church family. We're going to look this morning at the 16th chapter in the book of Romans, and I I feel like I need to just help you remember that when I was in seminary, I was young and in love, and so... I was, I think I was just doodling hearts the day they told us how to pronounce these names. (laughs) So we'll do the best we can together, but if you happen to know the correct pronunciation and I don't do it right, please be gracious with me. I did Google all of it, but there's a lot here, so we'll just, we'll see how that goes. But as we go into the scripture, let's go to God in prayer. Let's pray. Holy God, we are so grateful for today, for this time to be together, for this time to to worship you. Lord, now as we approach your word, we pray that you would speak to us, that the words that are read are your words, the words that are spoken are your words, that the words that are heard are your words that are, are wrapping themselves around us, molding us and shaping us into the people you desire for us to be. So bless this time and may this encounter with you be so powerful that we cannot walk away unchanged. In your holy name we pray, amen. So let's look then at the 16th chapter. This is the last chapter in the book of Romans. I invite you to listen now for the word of the Lord. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church at Concray, so that you may welcome her in the Lord as is fitting for the saints and help her in whatever she may require from you, for she has been a benefactor of many and myself as well. Greet Prisca and Aquila, who work with me in Christ Jesus and who risked their necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Greet also the church in their house. Greet my beloved Euphanatius, who was the first convert in Asia for Christ. Greet Mary, who worked very hard among you. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my relatives, who were in prison with me. They are prominent among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Greet Amphilatitis, my beloved in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, my co-worker in Christ. You can't hear it if my mic cuts out and I pronounce it wrong. <laughs> Greet Apelles, who is approved in Christ. Greet those who belong to the family of Aristobulus. Greet my relative, Herodian. Greet those in the Lord who belong to the family of Narcissus. Greet those workers in the Lord, Tryphanius and Tryphosa. Greet the beloved Persistus, who has worked hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and greet his mother, a mother to me also. Greet Asyncretitis and Philegion, Hermes, Patrobus, Hermes, I told you it gets to be a lot, and the brothers and sisters who are with them. Greet Philologius, Julia, and Nereus, and his sister, and Olympus, and all the saints who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ greet you. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. Family meeting. So I wanted to think then about what is kind of the quintessential example of my family, my family of origin, my immediate family, just to kind of talk family dynamics for a minute. I'm the oldest of three. I have two younger brothers. And every other Thanksgiving, we gather together around my parents' Thanksgiving table to celebrate Thanksgiving together. Several years ago, we were all gathered for Thanksgiving when my dad, at the end of dinner, said, I need to tell you something, and my mom bowed her head. We were nervous about what he might say. And my dad had always, my whole life, he's worked for this small family-owned business, and he was telling us at Thanksgiving that year that the man who owned the business was selling it to a much larger corporation. And while the man was doing everything he could to make sure that my dad was protected, it's a very large corporation, and my dad was nervous about what was coming. Now, I don't know about you and your family when you all get together in one room, but my family, the Lee family, there's some dynamics when we're all together. And when you add extra stress like this in there, every bit of our personalities begin to show. My middle brother is the basketball coach, and he immediately takes on his coaching voice, directing my dad to march in there and make sure all these guarantees are in writing. He's wagging his finger and chastising the owner of the company, who, by the way, is not at our Thanksgiving table. And he is chastising him for being selfish and only thinking about himself and not about the people who work for him. His voice is getting louder and more direct with each sentence. And I wasn't sure if my dad was going to have to run laps or if we were going to call the boss to do that. My youngest brother doesn't do conflict. He actually doesn't do any sort of big emotion at all. And so the whole time we're talking, he is very slowly backing his chair away from the table until at last he is able to sneak out and none of us have even realized he's gone because we're all caught up in the emotion and the stress of what's going on. My fight or flight reflex is to freeze. And so I sit, frozen, processing, 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 occasionally asking questions in between the coach's instructions, paralyzed by all of the implications, and I'm trying the whole time to measure how much stress is coming from mom. Is dad afraid, constantly trying to figure out the dynamics of all of the humans at the table until finally I say, okay, it's okay, let's just hold hands and pray about it. My husband and my brother's have done everything they can to just fade into the background and avoid all of the personality that we have just dumped onto the table. I will tell you, as a side note, my dad's job was safe. He is still working with that company. But in that moment, at that table, things felt unsettled. And in that unsettled time with the family, all the dynamics of who we are, who we are as a unit, everything about how we function was just all the way out. It wasn't comfortable. It wasn't fun. But we threw everything we had into the mix because caring for one another in whatever way we could was important to how we needed to function as a family. Now, sometimes we can do that with the family we're born into. But let's be honest, sometimes we can't. 
toxicity and family trauma are real, we may or may not be able to do life with the people we were born into. Which is why when Jeff suggested a sermon series called Family Meeting, we all were a little like, ugh. Betsy said, are you sure you want to use the word family? People have complicated feelings about family. It's a tricky word, especially this time of year, right, as we're going into the holidays, that on one hand we highlight it as a, a place that is safe and warm and comfortable and loving, but on the other time, the holidays highlights for us the stress that can be with families, the, the trauma that can be there, the debilitating grief that can be present in families. So do we really want to highlight family? But Jeff said yes. Actually, that's exactly why I want to call this a family meeting because we're not gathering together with the people that we were born with. But instead, we are all here. We are the ones who are together. All of us, every person in this room, whether you have been sitting in this gym for years or you have walked in today for the very first time, we are the ones who are together now to do community together now, to figure out how to be a unit together, a group of people that today, as we are all together, this is the family of Roswell Presbyterian Church. This is our faith family. Certainly, most of us were not born into the same genetic pool, but we're a family in the ways that matter. We work together. We work alongside of one another. We care for one another. We listen to one another, and we serve together because that is what a family of faith does. And so this morning, then, as we're talking about family, we look at Paul's letter to the church in Rome because he tells us so much in this letter about what it means to be a family here in this letter, he, it's, it's often considered one of his most influential books of the Bible, one of his most influential letters. And he talks about redemption and reconciliation and unity. And he talks about unity between the Jews and the Gentiles, certainly people who were not born into the same family, but also people who weren't necessarily worshiping in the same place either. And yet, they have been called to be together, to unite my point is, in all of this, my point is that Paul is telling us what it is that God considers to be a family. God defines for us what it means to be a member of a family and the expectations of who we are to live that out. So he defines that for us in the eighth chapter. He says this, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is with that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs of Christ, if in fact we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. Paul is telling us that's how we determine who family is. It's not that the same person gave birth to all of us, but it is that the same God has claimed every single one of us, claimed us and made us heirs to God's very glory. So then we can't help but quote Sister Sledge because indeed we are family. You were thinking it, I just said it out loud. <laughs> 
So Paul works his way through this letter, paragraph after paragraph, detailing out, then what does that mean? What does it mean then if you are all, if all of us are children of God, if we are all in the family, then what does that mean? How do we live that out? Because he knows sometimes we're going to gather around the table and our dynamics will fly. And sometimes he knows that there's going to be stress and it's going to be hard and the work is going to be exhausting, but it's imperative. Paul tells us it's imperative that we stick to it, continuing to live out this thing that God's called us to do. And he tells us in the book of Romans that in those Thanksgiving table moments, when there is stress, we still are called to live like God, like the children of God. And he tells us what that looks like. He says, let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in affliction. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of saints. Pursue hospitality with strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Rejoice with those who rejoice. And weep with those who weep. That, that is what it means to be a family. So essentially then what Paul's done in this book of Romans is that Paul has called a family meeting. That Paul has written this letter to the church in Rome to tell him what it looks like to do, the fam- to do this work of the family. That he's reminding the, the Romans that the Jews and the Gentiles alike are called to do this work. And he is reminding us that we are called to do this work, to be committed to one another to constantly and faithfully be seeking to live into and live out this work that God has called us to and that God expects us to do. Friends, we are called to throw all we have into the mix because caring for one another in whatever way we can and doing the work of Jesus Christ is who we are as a family. So he he uses this book, this letter, and he goes through over and over this family business that we all need to know. It calls every single one of us in here to do. And he said, I just feel so strongly about this. Paul says, I feel so strongly. I want you to know that people are doing this. This is how we live it out. I want to tell you about the people who are doing it. And he starts calling out the names of people who, who have been living this, who we've seen live out this work that God's called us to do. It's this roll call of family members who don't know each other, who have never met each other, but have come from all over the place. They've had all sorts of experiences. And he highlights their commitment to doing that work of the faith family, especially, he says, when there's stress or pressure. You heard when he greeted Phoebe, a deacon in the church, and that she had been a benefactor to many. You heard him greet Prisca and Aquila, Aquila, who not only host the church in their home, they lead the church in their home, but Paul says they have risked their necks for him. He greets Mary and Persis, who have worked hard in the Lord. He greets his, his relatives in prison and his friends who are beloved. He greets women who have been like mothers to him and men and women who have been siblings to him. On and on he goes. He lists out 28 different names. It's the longest list in any of his letters. Demonstrating people who have done this work, giving thanks for them. Because together, they were committed to throwing all they had into the mix to care for one another because they are a family of faith called to be together and do the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And y'all, this is why we talk about this here. This is why we're talking about it this morning. This is why there's a season dedicated to thinking about what it looks like to commit ourselves to the Roswell Presbyterian Church. Because we are a family. Whether you have walked in here today for the first time or you've been coming in here or you're joining us online, we are a family of faith called to do the work, to throw everything we have in the mix and do the work that God has called us to do. And that involves thinking through our time and how are we giving, how are we pouring ourselves into the work that God's called us to do. But it also includes making a financial commitment to make sure that the work of this place can continue to go on and on, faithfully doing what God's called us to do. So certainly I would encourage you in this time then to spend time being intentional and thoughtful and praying about how you're being called to serve and to give and to financially commit to the Roswell Presbyterian Church. But also, I want to do what Paul does. I I want us to be committed to greeting one another, to thanking one another, to highlighting when we see people doing the work of God. So friends, greet the faithful saints of Roswell Presbyterian Church who throw all they have into the mix and care for one another because we are a family of faith who are called to be together and do the work of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this morning, then, I would invite you to greet Cade Thacker, who started a bluegrass jam band, bringing 60 new people into the church, some of them walking into a church building for the very first time in their entire lives. The bluegrass jam band invited in a family promise mama, and she came and brought her her baby who crawled around, and she sang while the baby crawled around. And at the end of the night, this woman who has been experiencing homelessness told the group, thank you, because tonight I was home. Greet Beth Robertson, who spends hours and hours not only making prayer quilts as part of our quilt ministry, but calling each person who receives a quilt and caring for them, creating deep and meaningful friendships. So much so that when one of our quilt receivers went home to be with the Lord, that person's husband called Beth and asked her to be the one to do the eulogy at her funeral. Greet Avilo and the facility staff of Roswell Presbyterian Church who spent hours and hours making sure the building is clean and cared for to host not only the ministries, the RPC plans, the children's ministry, the youth ministry, wit and wisdom, the, the prayer squares, not only those ministries, But we, you, and your generosity are constantly gifting this building into the community and our mission partners. This past week alone, just this past week, this building was used for 33 hours as a gift to our community and mission partners. And this wasn't even a week that Family Promise was here. Greet Russ Fawcett who has given us time and energy endlessly for years and years at the Roswell Presbyterian Church, who served in the kitchen for years, who's been in Bible studies and mission trips and served as years for our checks as our check signer, who went to Publix every Friday to pick up the breads they didn't sell so he could deliver them to various mission partners to make sure the people in our community were being fed who has impacted this community so much that as far as I know, he is the only man to have ever won the Presbyterian Woman of the Year Award. (laughs) And when he was recently recognized at the Roswell City Council meeting as a distinguished veteran, there were 65 people from RPC who showed up to support him. 
greet Isaac Fillion, a seven-year-old boy in our congregation who on his own decided to do extra chores around the house to earn money. He put that money in an envelope and when he came to church Wednesday night, he brought it and presented it to Jeff. An offering to the work of the church that no one told him to do and no one knew he was even doing. He just felt called on his own to give. Friends, look around Greet one another because you are doing amazing ministry, constantly working to do these things that God has called us to do. But we are not done. God continues to call us to live into what it means to be a child of God, a family of faith for us to go out and serve the Lord. Friends, we are called to throw everything we have into the mix. So greet one another, my faithful family, for you have done amazing work and I am grateful and humbled and excited to continue to serve alongside of you to see where God will take us next as we throw all we have into the mix and care for one another as a family of faith called to be together and do the work of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Holy God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks because you make amazing families, and we are so grateful to be a part of this one. God, we pray that you would continue to call us, equip us to do this work, that we would be faithful in all things, constantly speaking your word into the world. So be with us, Lord, and bless us in your name we pray. been listening to the RPC Sermons podcast. Please let us know you're here by visiting roswellpress.org and signing our digital friendship register. May the grace and love of God be with you today and throughout the rest of your week. Thanks for listening.